0: I wish
2: in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: It's Saturday, 9 December in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh... Thank you for joining us on your Saturday morning. I know you're probably going around with your Christmas shopping or your holiday rounds. And uh, really, thank you for joining in here. The second hour is going to be pretty packed uh, with some of the best guests we've had. Um, I want to, I've got Philip Packer from Birch Gold. And Philip, thank you so much for joining us here. And I'm glad we're doing a Saturday so we can take a little more time. It's not kind of the, the constant tension we're under when there's live news breaking uh, during the week. So, so something happened this week. You got to help me think this through because Philip is and his team are kind of my co-authors of the research part where we do the end of the dollar empire. And I can't recommend enough of you know we told you guys and I promised you if you watch this show that we will put out the information uh, that you don't need to go get an MBA. If you need the ticket punch, you got to get that. Fine, but we're going to put out enough information from my years at Georgetown. Getting a master's in national security and uh, at getting an MBA from Harvard, that we will put that information out there, that you can uh, you know you absorb it over time and and be have enough of a um, framework of how to ask questions and get to the bottom of things that they really is what the business school is all about, plus some rudimentary financial skills. Uh, Philip and that's why the end of the dollar empire I'm very proud of we've been two years maybe two and a half years now of writing it so we were ahead of this curve and warning people what was going to happen Philip I want to take you in this audience I want to go to the United Arab Emirates this past week and and nobody's connecting this is pretty stunning to me in in Abu Dhabi Right, and Abu Dhabi is the financial capital of the kind of the Middle East. And you've had Ray Dalio, and you had uh, you had I think Ken Griffin, and you had uh, uh, excuse me, Larry Fink. All these guys went over the week before COP twenty eight, which is the big, you know, climate change conference. And they were saying how Abu Dhabi is going to be the new kind of the middle market. It's going to be between New York and London, and Singapore and Tokyo and Shanghai, and it'll be open. You know, the time it's open is going to be incredibly important. You can do twenty four hour trading, etc. It's the new financial capital of not just the Middle East, but the central area Eurasian landmass, and really hinting that it could overtake London and, and uh, New York in, in due time. There you had COP28, and COP28 is really essentially a reparations conference of how to get money from the industrialized West, guilt trip them to sending the uh, money to the third world uh, through, the, through the, the phony hook of climate change, Abu Dhabi is about, I don't know, 50 or 60 miles up the road, and they, and they drive 130 miles an hour, so it's, I don't know, it's 20 minutes away. There you had Putin shows up, and Putin shows up, and nobody in the media covered it. He had a Russian, uh, advanced uh, Russian uh, military combat aircraft that came in like the Blue Angels or like the British guys, and they're trailing the colors of the Russian flag. They do a flyover. He shows up on the red carpet. With our ally, Mohammed Ben Zayed, who I say is the best guy in the Middle East, the most pro-American, they're there with him on the same week that he announced that, hey, I don't know if we're going to use the petrodollar anymore. I think what we're going to do is we're doing deals with the Chinese and others, and we're going to take the currency risk with those guys. But we're not doing a uh, we're not going to do the petrodollar. Can you tie those together for me and particularly how I think now more than ever, people said they go, you know. Maybe I want to hedge against all this madness. Maybe I'll check with Philip Patrick of the team. Maybe gold might be the answer for me, right? T- t- tie, tie together COP in Dubai with Putin and the end of the petrodollar up the road in, uh, in Abu Dhabi, sir.
2: Of course, I mean, and and by the way, let's look at what's been happening to gold as well. Gold has surged in this climate, hitting all-time highs over last weekend. And and it's this stuff that's driving it. At the end of the day, uh, Putin, China are getting sick of, of the West, right? They have been holding a lot of US debt. By holding US debt, they are strengthening the dollar. And that is a stick that we have been using ultimately to beat them with. And I think they've gotten to a point where they said enough is enough. And like you said, at this point, they're willing to take some currency risk to de-dollarize because ultimately, longer term, it'll weaken the dollar. It'll weaken our strength on the international stage. And it'll give them an opportunity to to, to take some more control so um we're not aiding things domestically either, right? On the back of global de-dollarization, Powell came out recently with some very dovish comments, right? Ultimately, you know, he had a, a shot here to ease, you know, to push back against easing financial conditions and growth in risk on assets. And he blew it. And in my mind, you know, he told us that rates were well into restrictive territory, which assured that not only would there not be more rate hikes, but he contradicted his prior a warning that it's premature to speculate when the Fed might ease. In other words, it's a clear signal to the world that the Fed is willing to sacrifice the dollar in order to prop up risk assets. You combine this with what's happening on the international stage, and we're playing into the hands of Russia and China. We're making it an easy decision and actually, surprisingly, a a sensible financial decision to start to de-dollarize. It's all becoming very concerning.
0: This is what – and you got to the point. The the first part was the geopolitical uncertainty out there. The second is – because that's the two converging forces that's causing this. The financial risk and and particularly the dollar as the prime reserve currency coupled with the geopolitical. I hear around here all the time, and I just want to go back and reemphasize what you just said because this is what I'm hearing about. Because you look at this jam that Biden and these guys are in, and people say, oh, no, no, no. Their plan is – and Powell's going to do it, and they're going to just trash the dollar – right? Sacrifice, trash the dollar. It cut rate. They're going to try to cut rates because they got to. This thing is not working for them and they can't. The last thing they can have is even a scintilla of a recession. So walk me through that. How does that affect how, that, those macro? We're not here to give personal uh, financial advice, but those two macro things, a government that clearly now has so is so addicted to spending that they can't back off now because they're within a year of a general election coupled with the geopolitical forces, most of which are being driven negatively by those same forces because they say, look, maybe MAGA has to suck on that. (laughs) Maybe the deplorables have to suck on that because they're U.S. citizens. But we certainly don't have to suck on that. Right. There's got to be an exit for us. And they're looking for the exit. Philip Patrick.
2: They are looking for an exit. And gold buying, by the way, by central governments, we've said before, last year, an all-time record for history. This year, we're 14% ahead of last year. So we'll end this year as the biggest year in history. And we're seeing a flight from the dollar everywhere. That's why gold prices have hit all-time highs. People are looking for the safety of hard currencies such as gold. Look at Bitcoin, though. It's surging as well. Far from its previous all-time highs, but it's being driven by the same force. And the Fed are in a very tough situation. They've got a credibility problem at the moment, right? The inflation is double the Fed's target. But we're seeing Powell now turn into to Arthur Burns, right? Arthur Burns was the Fed chair under Nixon <laughs> who made sure. I know it's an insult to say the least, um, but, but it's fr- It's frighteningly similar, Steve. I mean, he he made sure to keep credit cheap during Nixon's re-election campaign uh, during an inflationary disaster. The fiasco that that Burns created took a decade to resolve. But here's the problem, and I I know you know it. We don't have a decade this time. The nation is already too close to the brink. Government debts have grown 4,400% since 1978 when when, when Burns left office. And it's no surprise now that the dollar's being dumped worldwide as its value plummets. And you said it yourself, it, look, even friendly nations, it is becoming a bad financial decision to hold on to the US dollar. So domestic policy is playing into foreign policy, which is escalating the problem all around. So I've said for a while, it, it, you know, we're almost at the point of no return. The longer time goes, goes on, the, the more true that feels.
0: When you go back to Arthur Burns, one of the reasons to go to Birch Gold and get the end of the dollar empire, the fourth installment, we do debt trap, we do the politics of currency, we do the the prime reserve currency, the dollars, the prime reserve currency will get you up to speed and knowledgeable about all of it. The fourth installment is kind of shocking. In fact, the fourth installment is so shocking about how we came off really the gold standard, the convertibility of, of the dollar into gold over a weekend, just over a weekend in August, right, and with Arthur Burns and these guys and Nixon. And the thing that shocks me I keep talking about, I talk about in there. I've read every book. I've read every transcript stuff came over there. You never see Philip, uh, you never see really talking about projections. They're not like, they're not sweating over mathematical models. It's kind of like all this rhetoric and discussion and, you know, big guys talking big talk. But I never see it really a hard analysis and you think a second, third, fourth order magnitude problems. Arthur Burns and what Nixon's did, you said a decade. Remember, it destroyed really Carter's administration and Reagan came to power. Reagan came to power because fixing the economy wasn't even the, the, the international situation, which was bad. And he had a solution. People thought he was a tough guy. It was what he and Volcker were to do to ring it out of it. It took a decade and it was devastating to the United States. Now to Philip Patrick's point, we ain't got that balance sheet. We had no debt, virtually no debt at the time. We had a balance sheet you could, you could do some stuff with, some capacity. We were a manufacturing, advanced manufacturing powerhouse. We were the center of the manufacturing world. That ain't true. We shipped those jobs in the manufacturing over to China. We are not that nation. And with $34 trillion, remember, next week we're going to pass, or at the end of next week we're going to pass a trillion dollars from September 18th. This, it's insanity right now. It's total insanity. Philip, what they got, we got a couple of minutes to break. I got to bring this up. And when I mentioned last week, which, and you helped me, your team did it. And as you remember, I was sitting there going, no, that can't be right. Cause I did, we did so many executive orders with president, <laughs> president Trump. We kind of became experts on how they're issued. This thing, this thing that taking us off the gold standard was just an executive order. In fact, they had to use the, what's called an emergency executive order because they couldn't go to the office of legal counsel, all executive orders, including the ones we did on the travel ban. Go to the to to the Justice Department, which has an internal law firm of like their top brains. They write you an opinion. Yes, this is inside the Constitution. Don't worry about it. So when you go to the Supreme Court, this is how you argue. It's called the Office of Legal Counsel. They got no opinion. This thing was slapped together over a weekend. It's been around for, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 years. I kind of mentioned, hey, we're probably going to review that on the first day of the second Trump term. They went to full meltdown. Bannon says they're going to take off to the gold standard. But, Philip, it is something that should be reviewed. Do you not agree?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's had the biggest effect on on, on monetary fiscal policy here in the United States for the last 60 years. For something to be pushed through like that with very little review, uh, it just makes absolutely no sense. So the idea to review the structure, uh, I think, is a very difficult thing to argue. But yeah, it's absurd. This was one of the most important historical events. And it was, like you said, pushed through over a weekend. It's bananas.
0: No, they they went to camp. They had done some work beforehand. They talked about it. They gathered everybody on like a f- late Friday morning. They went yeah. up to Camp David. Uh, you know, some drove, some took the president. Nixon took the helicopter by Sunday night. I think they had preempted Bonanza and he's addressing the nation. Oh, by the way, effective, like before the markets opened, you're no longer can convert the dollars into gold. It like was the biggest shock in history. And you say, well, Naturally, if you do an executive order, has that longer uh, uh, thing? You take it to a take it. You got to make it. You got to go and make it a law. It's got to be permanent. There ain't no way, the American people. Are you kidding me? You're going to take to the House and the Senate. You want to see the American people rise up, unify. You want to unite the country. I can unite the country. Take a law that says you're going to go off the gold standard. Your dollar's not going to be where it's going to be a fiat currency that would unite the country. That would be 90 percent. All the pitchforks would come out. Philip, hang on for a second. We're going to go to the second hour. Sure. What I'm going to ask you in the, in the or excuse me, the second uh, second uh, block is particularly for those people uh, who are not gold bugs or people not familiar with it. The geopolitical forces, the the, the financial forces, and we see it this week, folks. Unless we do our job on Monday and Tuesday, they're, they're leaving Thursday or Friday, and they ain't coming back until January with like 10 days to go before, guess what? The next CR runs out. So the whole point is the converging forces of geopolitics, uncertainty, and of course, the, uh, really the financial irresponsibility of the ruling class of this nation. Not, it's not your fault. You didn't cause it. All you're doing is working away hard. Philip Patrick of Birchgold, go to birchgold.com slash and get the end of the dollar empire. It's totally Free. You will come out wiser after you've gone through all four episodes. So we're going to work on another installment right now. Short break, back in a moment. We
1: rejoice when there is no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. That's promo code Bannon at Jase, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jase Medical and get your Jase case today. Action, action, action.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Um, uh, thanks. Welcome back. Welcome um, back. You know, we, we teamed up with Birch Gold. I think it's been about three years ago now. And uh, I think Gold was like 1730. And uh, now, what, it hit 2100 the other day. And we're not here to give personal financial advice. In the, in the show, what we try to do is give you access. Like if it's coffee to Tej Gil, which we, he, we think he's dedicated his life and after serving his nation, has come back and made the best. Or like the guys at Merriweather Farms, right? They take this time, this old young woman who's in the – Campaign with me, worked for me in 16 in the White House in state, decided afterwards she wants to be an entrepreneur, goes out and does this amazing beef out there in Wyoming. We always try to give you access to the best, and the Birch Gold guys have been just terrific. And working together, one of the first things we said is, let's try to explain this to people. You don't need to assess, you got to just explain the forces that are out there in the world and why gold. And this is, and particularly I said, hey, if guys are not gold bugs or particularly guys are not the Rand Paul, Ron Paul set, right? They're just the average Americans. They say, hey, look, the dollar is the dollar. And, you know, I don't want these gold guys. A lot of these guys are nutcases. I don't want to do this, right? We can't go back to a gold standard. I said, Let, let's, let's just explain how we got here and why gold has been a hedge. Because one inconvertible fact, incontrovertible fact, is that gold has been a hedge against turbulent times in mankind's history. You always see it revert back to that. So why is it Why are we now, in your professional opinion, Philip, at an all-time high? Particularly now we live in a different world in the Middle Ages you got, or, or ancient Egypt or, or the Roman Empire or even the Brit or the, or, the, or the Spanish, you know, when they were g- getting all the silver and throwing it. The- now you're in a world of almost perfect information, right? You got, you've got social media. You've got so much financial analysis out there. geopolitical. you've got people that focus on every different parts of geopolitics. You're overwhelmed with information. One of the things we try to do on the show is to make sure that we can actually give you a, a, a structure in how to think about it. So then you can put the information in and kind of have some ability to get uh knowledge, wisdom and uh understanding and discernment, so in your mind, having been dedicated your life to this, why are we at an all time high, and where do you I understand you don't predict where gold's going to go, but just those forces that are driving this, where do you see them going
2: look, I mean. Sadly, for the nation, it is a perfect storm in in, in terms of the drivers for, for gold price we 're talking a lot about the problems that we have right leading up into up to this year, we were dealing with an inflation problem we, we still have today we 're seeing you know markets right now that are looking shaky at best we 're dealing with a world that is currently running away from the dollar in their droves. These things, of course, all very negative, but very positive drivers for safe haven commodities like gold and silver, particularly when we look at what's happening with the dollar, right? Nations around the world are watching the Federal Reserve printing money into oblivion, devaluing the dollar. And of course, even for those friendly nations out there that are holding dollars to trade, it becomes a significant issue. If the dollar's lost 16% purchasing power in the space Space of three years, it starts to become a problem for nations and their reserves. So we've been seeing globally a flight from the dollar. And of course, there are very few safe havens in climates like this. And gold is picking up a lot of that. But I will say something. Gold has hit an all-time high in terms of monetary dollar amount. But you know, if we adjust to inflation, the real high was back in the 1980s. Inflation adjusted 3,300 an ounce. So given where we are, given what's in front of us next year, I think we could see a very strong year for gold. And it's a reflection of, like I said, all of the very tough stuff that we're dealing with economically. So. Uh, every cloud has that a would, silver lining, yeah. and I would say gold is that. Yes, sorry. but that
0: that 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 the real price of the real, no the real price of gold being at over three thousand was towards the end of that, towards the end of what Volcker and, and Reagan had to do, to to take all the problems out of the system. Which those two guys were heroes because they took so much incoming, it was unbelievable. I also want just one last thing for people to know, and this is a constant, and that we're seeing this quite frankly on Speaker Johnson. Should never leave this week. With this, uh, with this, uh, this financial crisis and not addressing the spending, you know, people said at the time that if they went off the gold, that, that the guns and butters policy of basically Johnson, the Great Society, being the butter, the guns being Vietnam, that Nixon wanted to, to to continue that, they didn't want discipline. One of the things we know is an incontrovertible fact from what they did in 1971 over that August weekend mm-hmm. is they did take off the controls. Of people, as long as the dollar was the prime reserve currency, as long as the American Empire was out there, all over hell's half acre, backed up by American military muscle, and that would be the sons and daughters of this audience, and and many of the people in this audience, that you could continue to that you could continue to print money, and that's why what's happening in UAE, that's what's happening in Saudi Arabia, when these quote unquote allies are telling you because you're destroying them financially, that they got to get somehow they got to get off the petrodollar. that shows you that all fiat currencies, essentially, if you look at world history, always end up like this, don't they, Philip? Every prime reserve currency, whether it's the pound, the Spanish, what, the bloom, all of them, they all end up being – they all end up at the end of the day in the same situation. I say it's because of human nature.
2: It's absolutely. And, and by the way, that is with no exception. And, and, and as you know, and, and I've mentioned it before, but when Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71, it was the first time in history that a global reserve currency had not been supported by gold. And nations around the world came to the US in delegations and they said, look, if you do this, what is going to prevent printing money, devaluing currency, basically the situation we are today? And the, the, the response at the time, again, I think I've mentioned before, was very famous. It was from uh, John Connolly. And Connolly said, listen, the US dollar is our currency, but it's your problem, right? And in 1971, the point is, there wasn't a great deal anyone was going to say to that. But the problem now, 50 odd, year down, odd years down the line, is twofold. Number one, the key to a global reserve currency is that it is a stable store of value. Well, the dollar losing 16% in three years, that argument starts to weaken. Secondly, if you want to act as the world's policeman and you use your currency as a weapon one too many times, there's going to be a point when the world turns around and says, "Eh, enough is enough. And my fear is that we've, we've reached that point.
0: No, I think the drop in purchasing power. The Saudis and the UAE understand it and using it as a weapon. I kept telling people, you got, you got. That's a silver bullet. You got to use that for the CCP. If you use it for anybody else, they're going to get tired of it. The Swift system and this, and you're going to be done. And look at Russia. They tried to take down the Central Bank of Russia, and guess what? They failed. Philip Patrick, I want to make sure everybody gets access to you and the advisors over at Birchgold. Where do folks go?
2: Very simple. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Again, birchgold.com forward slash Bannon. That'll get a free information kit on how to invest in gold, as well as the end of the dollar empire series, which everyone should read. Birchgold.com forward slash Bannon.
0: Brother, thank you. And thank you, uh, the partnership we've got and the ability. I know we're going to work on the uh, on the on the fifth installment. It'll be because folks, just to and I don't know how Johnson and these guys are going home. January is going to be another firestorm. This, this is going to be a huge, nasty fight. You're going to get to the 19th. You've got this, you got this CR, the two tier CR. You got the, what, I don't know, the 2nd of February or something. They're going to be voting in, uh, in um, they're going to be voting in Iowa. They're going to be voting in New Hampshire. And we're in the another middle of another fight. And here's what they're going to do. Just like here, they're going home. They're going to try to kick the can down the road. And if you say, well, Steve, how does this affect my life? You know, what is it? Pull out your credit card statement. When you see that 30% APR, that's go back. That's what this discussion is about. It's destroying your life. It's destroying the harder you work, the poorer you're getting right now. Just remember that the harder you work, the poorer you're getting. Philip Patrick, thank you. And the team over at Birch called really appreciate it, brother. Steve. The harder you work, the poorer you get. They took they took the controls off them. And back then, as kindly said, it's our currency, but your problem, because we were a financial and we were a manufacturing superpower, a superpower. And they had to take it. They ain't got to take it now. Folks, the trailing 12 months have been two point five trillion dollars of a deficit, two point five trillion dollars. Somehow that's going to be paid for. Where, how do you finance it? The Chinese got all the bonds they want. They're dumping the bonds because of the problem with the dollar. The Japanese insurance company's got all the bonds they want. Japanese government. You got to continue to print currency. That's how you do it. It's only going to get worth it. This is a, you know, Mike Davis talks all the time about the, the, you know, the breakdown of the rule of law and weaponizing law for his republic ending. That may or may not be true because I think you can fight back for that and you're seeing fight back on it. It's going to be tough as a struggle. One thing that is republican ending is the spending because you can't – you get to a certain level, you can't pull it back. That's what I was explaining right now. Do you notice nobody else talks about except this show that on September 18th, we passed $33 trillion, and by December 18th, we're going to pass $34 trillion. Within 90 days, we're going to add $1 trillion. Is there any pandemic out there? Is there any, any massive problem with – is it lack of aggregate demand? Is there any military conflicts Seriously. I mean You've got Ukraine, and we've shut that down, or Israel, and you've got what's happening in Guyana, others, South China Sea. But I'm talking about a war that would suck up resources like World War II. Is there anything, any extraordinary, extraordinary event? No. It's just it's so damn big, like the rent's too damn high. It's so damn big. It's the law of large numbers now. We're, it's too, the deficit's $200 billion a month. That means every five months, another trillion dollars. You can't, for this audience to understand, we will never pay off, nor your children, nor your grandchildren, or if you're lucky enough, your great-grandchildren, will never pay off one penny of the face amount of that debt. The opportunity cost, the crowding out of, of in the financial capital markets, will be just paying the interest, which this show is the first to tell you is going to be a trillion dollars, and now I'm telling you it's going to be 1.25 trillion a year. Bigger than the Defense Department, bigger than Social Security, bigger than Medicare, bigger than all of it, and only gonna get bigger. Go to Birch Gold. Just check it out. Immerse yourself. I'm not here to give you personal financial advice. I'm here to help you immerse yourself in information. So as free men and free women, you can make up your own damn mind. Go check it out now. The great Saban Howard, one of the great artists of this century, will join us after a short commercial break. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. FieldAgreens.com. Make sure you take take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. FieldAgreens.com. Promo code Bannon.
2: War room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Money and power. It is a spiritual war at the railhead of it, but it manifests itself in this, you know, veil of tears as money and power, and that's we're here to help this audience. You know, um, Anand said the other day on MSM, you see, we've built a movement. One of the reasons we've built a movement, we've built platforms out there, you know, with Kimberly and guys at Rumble and Real America's Voice, the Getter folks, uh, to give you access to many different voices and let you make up your own mind. But that movement has empowered people. And one of the things we try to do is make sure that you have the inside baseball and how the world works. I want to get to uh, that spiritual side uh, to talk about art and the power of art and the power of art in the early parts of the 21st century and how it relates to, um, the better days of our American Republic. In a moment, we bring bringing Saban Howard, uh, Tej, uh, one more time. I want to make sure cause if people in my phone blows up all the time. Hey, you're so jacked up. These rants are so unbelievable. You don't use a teleprompter. How do you do it? One, the, and I'll be honest, one of the ways, and look, Warpath coffee did a great thing for me. I used to have a very bad, uh, I don't say addiction, but I used to, I used to do a lot of the energy drinks, Maybe the ones will jack you up a little too much. And people started getting worried and said, man, you're on that too much. You're, the, the rants are too wild. And so that's what Warpath Coffee, the branch are still pretty wild, but Warpath helped me dial it down just a bit. So how do people get to Warpath? Here's the thing. I, I praise the Dark Roast because I love it, and I feel like a co-creator since I work with you guys on it. But the others are, are so great, too, and you have such a depth, a depth of inventory here. So walk people through it.
3: Yeah. Uh, the website is warpath.coffee and then use promo code Warroom if You're part of the war, war, uh, war room posse, but, uh, just make sure you use that promo code Warroom. It's warpath.coffee. And like you said, uh, you don't need to have any milk and sugar, like in the energy drinks you're drinking, they're full of milk and sugar. So this coffee is so good and so smooth. You can just drink it black. So it's actually healthy. That's what, that was one of the things when we created it, I used to do a lot of intermittent fasting. So I used to drink coffee black. So I wanted a smooth coffee that was, that had low, low acidic and, um, it wasn't bitter at all. So that, that's, it's, it's actually, it's healthy coffee. You can drink it black. That's the way you do it. So warpath.coffee use promo code Warroom. We're doing Christmas sale, 15% off for the Warroom posse. Warpath.coffee use promo code Warroom and drink it black. It's smooth.
0: Um, stick with me. Go, I want people to immerse themselves. He goes. He talks about the process, the roasting, the beans, all of it. It's very important to understand the process in this because that's really what makes the difference between great mm. coffee. It's almost like a champagne or a wine. I know people say, "Bannon, you're, you've lost it." No, it's 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 that it's at that level of sophistication. It's smooth. Uh, Saban Howard joins us. Sabin Howard joins us. He's doing this incredible uh, monument p- artwork for uh, the Great War, the war to end all wars that'll be installed uh, in the fall of um, of 2024 uh, in time for the not Veterans Day here, but Remembrance Day throughout the world. Saban, we just went to Pearl Harbor and, you know, I was able to talk about the honored dead and talk about uh, some, and it was people, I it was overwhelming. People came to me and said, we don't talk about that anymore. We don't talk about yeah. the sacrifice. We don't talk about, you know, you do a little clip. And on Pearl Harbor, for the news, CNN would do like a 30-second clip. Fox would do 30 seconds. And you might see a veteran. They would go, and these stories are heart But they're more than just the individual stories. It's also about what the nation did as a nation. Walk me through in your art. Why, why have we kind of lost that connection? If you go to Gettysburg, you go to these places, and you see not just the battles they fought, but then how they memorialized it later so that you could sit there and you could see it and feel it forever, sir. So
4: it's, uh, they have a big change that occurred about a hundred years ago. Um, you lose the concept of uh, divine order and it's replaced because of World War I, because of 22 million deaths. Just wipes off the map, the idea of God and sacredness. And all of a sudden it's replaced with this concept of man as an alienated being. And the universe run by chaos that's everything's completely random and art and life are not separate items they are intermeshed they are two things that are just feeding off each other and as an artist um, i'm keenly aware of this because i went to uh art school in the 80s and in the 80s they still taught the figure the figure is who we are it is um it, how you represent yourself on a visual level. So art can be considered a visual narrative. And if you, if you, if you make a, an art form that elevates human beings, you're really looking back at history and saying that history is important and we need to maintain that history because we learn about our country and, and, and in the hopes that we don't repeat those same mistakes. And at the same time, it creates our culture as well. And that culture is something that is very, very important to maintain and hold on to because it's the identity of a group of people, a country. And so that, that you have this intermeshing ideology of that culture and humanity are intermeshed. And so it's if you if you don't pay attention to human beings, it, it it's it's like throwing everything out. It's like throwing out your history. And what do you have then? You have zero, you have nothing. And it's very sad for me to watch right now that what what i learned in the last i guess it's you know 35 40 years of sculpting it's just vanished it's been wiped off the map and so my my vision my goal what do i have to do what is what my dharma as a human being it's to play forward the 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 rich tradition It's our heritage in the art world that goes back to the greeks the romans the renaissance times and so then and then what do i talk about i talk about my country and the things that are important to this country. And so it's like, I'm in a complete revolution to what's happening around me. And I speak about humanity as something that needs to be elevated, a spirit that needs to be spoken about rising to the occasion, not create a a culture and a humanity of ironic ideologies. And so when you look at the world war one Memorial, which will be put into Pershing Park next year in September. I've been on this now, by the time that happens, 10 years. I made a story that everyone will understand It's called A Hero's Journey. It's about one soldier that leaves home, leaves his family, joins the Brotherhood of Arms and enters into a battle. That battle transforms him. He and he exits the battle, transforms a shell shock soldier. There are 38 figures that tell the story. And then he he returns home, handing his daughter the helmet. She's the next generation. She's World War Two. So I felt it was really important to do something that everyone could understand. Because why do people go to Washington? They go to Washington to understand the history of this country. They go there to see what has transpired in the past so they can understand better their culture and who they are as a group of people. And so this 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 is a very nationalistic way of merging art and country and having pride in being an American. And that's that's where I stand on that. So when you see people that are just thrown to the wayside like veterans, it's very, very sad. I can go on about that in a minute if you
0: like. I'd like to go back to the divine order in, in doing this. Do you do you feel that you're just not making a statement for people today to try to understand it? But do you also think that you're um, honoring those that fought because they had, it, before August of 1914 there was in the Victorian era, and, and therefore the, the, this concept of a divine order, and then afterwards yeah. shattered by the the slaughter in the trenches, but also later theory of relativity and advances in science, that uh, people saw that science and technology you know, was used for mass slaughter. Do you think that your, your monument you're building, your, your art, is also a tribute to, to those folks to say there was a divine order to all this?
4: The type of art that I make is figurative. My masters, my teachers come from the Renaissance, the Renaissance masters, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, Raphael looked at nature. Nature was where they garnered their information. And, and, and if you look at nature, you see the complexity of how things are assembled and that assembly is it's beyond anything that a computer could create. It is human and it is divine at the same time. And this is one of the things that I'm really pushing for in this, you know, 60 foot long wall, make something that is easily understood, that speaks about the divine order of who we are as human beings, how we fit into a a universe and how there is a hierarchy. The art is created with millions of components, 38 figure composition. It holds together as one unit is a very difficult technical challenge as an artist to make. And if it holds one story, that one story, if it's understood by all people in from all parts of the world, it's a unifier. It's not something that's divisive. It takes the concept of universe and then all these parts belonging to that in, in incredible divinity. And for me, that's of of the greatest importance to make something that everybody could understand and everybody can move forward and spread that word.
0: When they, if they go to your website, not just to see the work in progress and we're going to follow this along very, very closely in 24 as you get ready to actually bring it to the nation's capital. But this understanding of, of, um, figurative art and what you stand as a unbroken chain back to the Renaissance is is do you have writings about this or other? We, we try to provide a way for people to immerse themselves and particularly people maybe working class or haven't had the chance to go to college and go to Harvard or go and, and study this. But but are thirsty for knowledge. So where do they where do they begin to understand this? I mean, they can see it and they go, yes, I understand that statue. And today in this modern, you know, thing, I don't understand it because it's not representative of the divine order it's it's abstract art but how do they how do we get them to start to understand that there's a deep thought process underneath this that's a really
4: rough question to ask these days because everything's gone to technology so you don't have a lot of, of people moving towards reading books anymore uh, I, I I know this is not exactly what you wanted to hear but I think something like the Constitution is actually very it, it's very similar to what the art is about it's 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 a uh, you read the document of the of the constitution all of a sudden you begin to see that there's this sense of manifestation and that's what to me is one of the most thrown away documents of our time right now and it's one of the most apparently easily accessible documents of our time as well so if people read things like the like the document the constitution it puts you on the right path of understanding about the unity and manifestation and hierarchy and divine order. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge. We're at a moment that's a challenge. What, the way that I want to handle it is make a documentary about what I've done in the studio over the last 10 years and put that out into the world so that people can see the intimate creation of something like this and to show that it's done by a human being and that it's not held by schools, art critics, galleries, that it's held by us. It's an art that belongs to us, the populace. It's not the art of the elite. It's an art for everyone. And that's a major change. It's very radical thinking.
0: Can you hang on for one second, Saban? We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back. We have Saban Howard, uh, the artist – that's completing this uh, memorial uh, for World War I that will be uh, unveiled and, uh, and rolled out next to fall in time for uh, Veterans Day or Remembers Day. Short commercial break. We're going to be back with Saban Howard just in a moment. We will fight till they're all
1: gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down
0: the CCP. The just announced a huge holiday sale. Let me tell you why this is important. They're predicting another triple-demic this year. And the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it in the first place. That's why I got EnviroCleanse here in the war room in the Breitbart embassy. The new science in home air purification is EnviroCleanse. The reason I love it, it was approved by the Department of Defense for use on Navy combatants. As you guys know, I used to be on a Navy combatants. Now they have a limited time holiday sale. You'll save 30%. This is a one-time good deal. So why did I choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses over other purifiers. EnviroCleanse military-grade technology wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. This is why the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. The viruses will take care. The viruses take down your family or will be gone. Right now, you'll save 30% during their holiday sale. Plus, you get fast, free shipping. I'll repeat that. Free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE30 for 30% off. ekpure.com, STEVE30 for 30% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE30, ekpure.com. Take action. Use your agency. Make sure you get ahead of this before flu season hits. Do it today.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Mann.
0: Saban Howard, how do, we, uh, how do we get to your site so people can get more up to speed as we follow you even more closely in this run-up to the unveiling of this next, uh, next fall? Where do people go?
4: Uh, look at my website, sabanhoward.com, and... You can also find me on social media on Instagram as Saban Howard Sculptures.
0: Fantastic. Saban, um, you're doing the Lord's work. So thank you very much. Look forward to getting you back on here and drilling down even more. Thank you. Populist art that, uh, represents the divine order. Not too shabby, huh? Tej, thank you for being my wingman today. Um, I'm about to put another pot on as we end the show here. Where do people go to uh, make sure they get some, the war room is on the war path. Now they need their Warpath coffee right. to continue on at a speedy clip. where do they
3: go? Go to warpath.coffee. That's a website. And right now we're having a Christmas sale, 15% off. We do it for the rest of the month and make sure you use promo code war room. So you get your discount and we know where the uh, sale is coming from. So we know you're part of the, War Room posse. So, warpath.coffee, use promo code warroom, get 15% off, and you're going to love the coffee.
0: Brother, thank you so much. And thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you, it. Steve. I want to thank our sponsors, particularly Birch Golf, for sponsoring this Saturday show, but also make sure you go check out Jace Medical. Remember, Biden's coming out with a big executive order about uh, supply chains. You're already ahead of it. They're ahead of it. Don't look at his whining and moaning because, hey, you ain't going to change anything with the Chinese Communist Party. You got to get ahead of it. Go to JaceMedical.com. Make sure that the CCP in Beijing cannot uh, take your medical, uh, your, uh, your medicine and anything to do with an active pharmaceutical ingredient away from you. Go to Dr. Sean's JaceMedical.com. Do it today. Also home title lock. You heard about uh, gold as a hedge over at Birch Gold. Well, listen. One of the reasons the hedge is turbulent times. Rates are at all-time highs. Mortgages, uh, mortgages, 30-year highs. Seconds, 40-year highs. Nobody's taking them out. That's why the bandits, the cyber bandits, coupled now with artificial intelligence, are looking at that $6 trillion that's sitting there in net worth of the nation's housing stock. Don't let them get to yours. Don't let them get, a, uh, get to your... Um, your home title, and take out a hard money loan that you have to pay off. And remember, the hard money lenders don't want to hear your tale of woe. They're going to say, pay it, baby. Okay, we're going to end with a song that blew up yesterday, Modern Day Holy War, from uh, Lady O'Grady. That's our own Nicole O'Grady. Uh, this show uh, got a, I tell you, the song just blew up yesterday. People love it. We're pushing it all weekend. We're going to end today with Modern Day Holy War. We'll see you back here Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. When you'll be in the war room, I'll be up on Getter all weekend. We don't
2: worship government, we worship God.